0: How do you feel, huh? Happy Thanksgiving. It's great. Tomorrow, I'm thankful that I'm actually I don't have to travel anywhere. I'm already home, about a mile that way, and I'm good to go with the food and everything like that. I'm very thankful to Newsmax. Newsmax is a a great company. We're doing some amazing things here. And if you're watching this show, you know what I'm talking about. And I am so grateful to you. For tuning in wherever you are thank you thank you thank you thank you very proud of this show uh look i'm going to go through some of the things i am thankful for in addition to where i work my family my amazing family my wife judith our daughters three-year-old Annalise, one-year-old madeline can you believe it (laughs) i gotta show you madeline this is what happens to me folks when it's time to go to work door for me would you get the door let's go you
1: got
0: the door? Thank you. Where does go? All right, bye, baby. Bye, baby. Bye. 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 Is that amazing or what? She's won! Anyway, uh, I'm very, very blessed. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. I had great parents, right, who were there for me. There we are back when my brother Jimmy was uh, graduating college. I'm on the left, my mom and dad over there on the right. Uh, I'm grateful to America. I joined the Marine Corps, had an amazing experience, uh, met guys from all over the world and um, went all over the world, all over the country. I'm on the far right in my uniform. Some great guys in there who I'm still in touch with, A.J. Hano. Uh, Jim Clay from time to time, good, good guys, and I'm just so thankful to the United States of America. So, what are you thankful for? You know, I'm also thankful for, I'm not dwelling on this right now, but all the negative things that have happened to me, actually, yes, because when something negative happened, something generally positive came as a result. You know, I never put it all together until I started reading the Bible. Now, I'm not pushing this on anybody. i got to be clear about that. I'm just telling... I'm sharing with you what it did for me. Um, the Bible itself was a mysterious book, very mysterious and intimidating. And I, well, I finally got the right Bible. Someone gave me the Life Principles Bible from Charles Stanley, and it had little footnotes that I needed at the time, and little essays. And uh, my goodness gracious, miracles started happening, folks. And after I put it away, uh, well, I never put it away. I'm always, it's always there for me. Um, everything started to make sense. And this year, actually it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I got to meet Dr. Stanley uh, in Atlanta. He passed away this year, uh, I believe he was 89. Just a great guy and such an honor to meet him. So yeah, what am I talking about? The tough times, we all go through them, right? I'm gonna tell you about one specific one. It was in high school. And when I was a junior in high school, I didn't know where to sit in the cafeteria. it was a lonely time. I'm not going to get into all the details. Everybody had a rough time at some point in high school, right? Well, I really had nowhere to sit. So instead, I went to the library, and I read the newspaper. And I got really into current events. And I got really excited about journalism, actually, and traveling the world and what that might mean. And it took me on a, a pretty big adventure. So Not getting a table in the cafeteria actually led to something pretty cool, and I think that's what God had in mind for me. He wants to get close to all of us. He also wants us to obey certain rules, and uh, that's part of the deal. Uh, Anyway, I'm grateful to him, and I'm grateful, quite frankly, to Donald Trump. I think we all should be grateful. Um, If you're MAGA, I consider myself MAGA. This picture, June 16th of 2015. Ring a bell? That's the day he actually declared for the presidency. And I was in the room. You remember
1: this moment? Our country is in serious trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but we don't have them. Yeah, that really hit
0: me right here. And I thought immediately, you know what? We haven't been to the moon since 1972. And I thought about Iraq. And I thought about Afghanistan, which was going nowhere. And I thought, He's got a real chance. I just knew it. I was standing about six rows back. This is, a, I, I rec- you'll recognize my head, hopefully, right? No political reporters were there. It was basically entertainment reporters. Access Hollywood was there. And they asked me what I thought, and I was mocked and laughed at for this answer. I think he might be a game changer in this race. Listen to that speech. It's gonna go over well uh, in certain precincts in Iowa, New Hampshire. This is a big deal. This is not a joke. All right, uh, not that I'm a political genius or anything, but because, I don't know, I, I wasn't with the cool kids in high school. I'm not with the cool kids in media. I can look at things on my own and sense them, and uh, <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. Things that seem to be a disadvantage or a setback can actually be a setup for something totally amazing. Um, And it has been amazing watching Donald Trump, hasn't it? Um, And what did he do? He had some ideas, and he went out, and he told the people about them. And it worked. And it worked. He gets to Washington, D.C., though, and, well, they couldn't handle this. They had a lot, a lot to protect.
1: For too long a small group in our nation's capital, has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes. Starting right here and right now.
0: You know how dangerous, how threatening this was to the swamp, a message like that? You know, you can go to Washington, D.C., join a congressional staff or something like that. And if you stay with it long enough, you're going to become a multi-multi-millionaire. And he was about to blow that all up. So they had to do everything they could to sabotage his administration. And you can see signs of it right there in that speech. What's up with the troops just walking away in the middle of that speech? I've never seen anything like that. That was bizarre. That was sinister. I got a bad feeling about that, right? Something very strange happened there and continues to happen, but I think we're going to win. And, you know, as they tried to stop him, they've actually just prolonged the Trump era. Think about it. Uh, 2015 to 2029, if President Trump is elected in 2024, his presidency will go all the way to 2025. That would mean 14 years of the Trump era, right, from when he came down the escalator. You know, if they had just not tried to impeach him, if they had just let the laptop come out, I don't know. He'd be a lame duck by now. He's surging. He's surging, and he's stronger than ever before. I'm grateful for a few more things. We're getting the truth about January 6th and more and more people are not afraid to ask questions about what the hell happened that day, right? We are going to find out about Ashley Babbitt, and hopefully her family will have a measure of justice. You know, an unarmed woman was shot by police, and we saw it on television, and for a long time nobody cared. That's changing, and that's exciting, and I'm grateful. Um, George Floyd. So many lies were told about that case. Have you heard about the new movie? It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. The Fall of Minneapolis. I had the filmmaker on last night. You can go to thefallofminneapolis.com. So many lies were told about what happened to him, about him, you have to watch this movie. It's incredibly important. So much of what's going on right now in America is based on lies. Lies about Trump, lies about George Floyd, lies about Biden covering up for him. And lies about people who dare believe in God and who dare reject the LGBTQ plus agenda. Mike Johnson, the brand new speaker. Oh, boy, they are so suspicious of him. Why? Because he believes in God and he recommends the Bible. They are. (laughs) That's a radical statement these days. CNN's trying to get to the bottom of it.
1: CNN K-File review of more than 100 of the new speaker's interviews and speeches is giving us a clear and a stark look at his views on crucial things like gay rights and abortion, including this, which likens abortion to the Holocaust.
2: It, it is truly an American Holocaust. I mean, the reality is that Planned Parenthood and all these big, you know, big abortion, uh, they set up their clinics in inner cities. Um, they, they are, you know, they, they regard these people as is easy prey. I mean, it's true, this is what's happening across the country now. One of the primary purposes of the law and civil government is to restrain evil. We have to acknowledge collectively that man is inherently evil and needs to be restrained. See, that's the problem with the radical left. They don't acknowledge a god.
0: So, uh, saying stuff like this is deemed as a threat. Um, Yet somehow, drag queens showing up in school hanging around with uh, children, this is now considered righteous in America. The fall of America is in, uh, is in full swing, but uh, I'm seeing signs of uh, recovery, not just through Trump in a lot of other ways. Um, one more thing about the, the fall. Take a look at this, the Super Bowl halftime show, 1990, 1990. You know what it was? It was all about Snoopy and Charlie Brown. It was a big celebration of all things Snoopy. There he is. There's Charlie and the the Linus and the rest, right? Beautiful. Um, Fast forward to 2021. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre talking about shooting up each other or whatever the hell they do in Compton. Um, So you see, right? It's uh, it's a bad situation. However, there is hope. And that man on the right represents it, actually. Snoop Dogg, who's been one of the biggest proponents of marijuana uh, in the world. Did you see what he did the other day? He came out and said... I'm giving up smoke. (laughs) I'm not doing it anymore. Didn't give too many details, but I just think that's amazing. God can do great things through anybody, right? What does it mean? Well, I do think, and a lot of you disagree with me on this, but uh, that too many people are smoking weed who don't consider the consequences, the full consequences. So, all right, a lot of interesting things going on. Uh, What are you gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it? Tomorrow, we're gonna celebrate, we're gonna be thankful. we're going to rest because we got to get to work. There's so much to do if we want to see this country change. I'm not going to sit around and watch football anymore, are you? What a waste of time. What could we do instead? You want to watch woke football? I don't want to watch woke football anymore. I don't want to waste my time. Maybe I can give money. Maybe I can raise money. Maybe I can write my congressman. Maybe I can. I don't know be bolder on social media, speak the truth. These are some basic things I point out from time to time. Yeah, write letters to your congressman. I hope this doesn't come off as luxury, but each of us has to do something, no matter how small, if we all did something. And if you can do a lot, go for it, please. Because if we lose, we all lose possibly forever. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll be right back. Remember this con man? There was a moment where everybody was like, oh wow, what an impressive speaker. What interesting ideas. No, nothing impressive about it actually. Look back, how stale, how cliche.
2: There is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America. There is not a black America and a white America and Latino America and Asian America. there's the United States of America.
0: All right, I mean it's nice it's nice i don't I mean that's a nice ideal. I, I agree, but it's not really special. it's not It's the United States of America. no kidding. You got so much credit for it. why, why well There was a reason why he was elected president. Um, It has to do with uh, optics and being black. Uh, Yeah, it's true, right? Otherwise, he's just a, what, two years in the U.S. Senate. No big deal. But there was promise, quite frankly, in his race that Barack Obama would be able to say things that it might be awkward for other people to say who were not black. Things like
2: this. Too many fathers are MIA. Too many fathers are AWOL. You and I know this is true everywhere, but nowhere is it more true than in the African-American community. We know the statistics that children who grow up with a fa- out of father are five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime. They're nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to end up in prison.
0: Uh, That was really uh, interesting and impressive and rare. He said it once when he was a candidate. There was so much blowback from the left. Jesse Jackson literally threatened to cut his testicles off that he stopped doing it. And he worried about the Obama himself, his reputation, being cool, and these days being rich. And yeah, not dividing like we're not governing like we're one country, but dividing us to the point that. LIBERALS NOW BELIEVE THIS IS A GOOD IDEA. YEAH, SOMEHOW THIS HAS BECOME A CIVIL RIGHT. THIS IS A LEGACY OF BARACK OBAMA. SOMEHOW THIS IS GOOD. SOMEHOW THE ORIENTATION, IT'S ALL ABOUT ORIENTATION. IT'S ALL ABOUT WHAT YOU LOOK LIKE. IT'S ALL ABOUT WHO YOU WANT TO SLEEP WITH. AND IT HAS BROUGHT US PEOPLE LIKE KARINE JEAN-PIERRE. SHE'S THE PRESS SECRETARY RIGHT NOW. AND I'M SORRY, BUT SHE IS NOT GOOD AT THIS JOB. Now, this week, she was asked a question by Newsmax's own James Rosen. Her answer essentially says there should be no White House press operation. Great. It would save us about $25 million. Check this out.
2: So the polls that show that the electorate at large and also uh, significant majorities within the Democratic Party believe uh, that the president is too old, the polls that show the American people and also st- significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again, and the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all of these dismal polls, his job approval ratings, um, does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling?
3: I never, we never cha- I'm not challenging the accuracy here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is that, um, you know, we're not going to change the minds of Americans. I get that. Americans are going to feel how they feel, and we're going to respect that. And I've said that many times from here.
0: That answer makes absolutely no sense. That's her job, actually, to change minds, right? Um, She couldn't handle a pretty, maybe a tricky question somewhat, but the White House press secretary is supposed to handle tricky questions. She basically said there is no need for a White House press secretary. She got boxed in on a question that shouldn't have boxed her in. But you got to remember, she got the job, not because she's good at answering questions or her knowledge or anything, but because she is a black gay immigrant woman. This is what she talks about all the time, okay? Far more than Joe Biden, actually. Take a look.
3: The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman the first of all three of those to hold this position.
4: Can we talk about you as a trailblazer? The first black, the first immigrant, the first openly gay person to hold the job of White House press secretary.
3: Any young young girl or young boy, when they look up, they see me, that they know that they can dream big and even dream bigger. All
0: right, I'm, at one point, she was talking about her sexuality so much, it seemed like she was looking for a date or something like that, that this was some sort of great big personal ad. Her orientation means nothing to anyone, has nothing to do with the job. But in that world, it has everything to do with the job. That's why she got the job, and it does us all a disservice, even her. But did you notice what she said about Trump? That Trump, I wanna make sure that Trump resents her for her orientation. Now, a couple of years ago, she was selling a book, and these days, you don't just go to a bookstore and sell the book, you gotta make a video. And this was part one of her video.
3: The doors to the halls of power were beginning to open up. People like me walked through and for the first time felt like we belonged. And then they tried to shut the door on us.
0: First time, the first time ever, people like her belonged. Um, Very strange view of America. But here's the part, again, watch this about President Trump when it comes to her.
3: The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in. Hates everything that I am, a black gay immigrant woman.
0: A black gay immigrant woman. Uh, Donald Trump hates everything about that, gay immigrant woman. Well, I looked it up, and I found Donald Trump hanging around with a lot of black gay people from other places. Let's take a look. Here he is with uh, Andre Leon Talley. Actually, happened to be gay, but I think he's from North Carolina. All right, so maybe he doesn't count. Let me see. Uh, mm, that's a black gay woman from Texas. All right, so oh, shucks, that doesn't count. Is she onto something here? Uh, let me see. Uh, ah, Martina Navratilova from Europe. Definitely gay. Then again, she's not black. Oh gosh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was Karine Jean-Pierre, right? Naomi Campbell. Uh, she's from Britain. She's black, an immigrant. I'm not quite sure if she's gay though. She might be, who knows? All right, it's an absurd thing to say. Is, who is that? Is that Elton John? Okay, oh, it's Elton John. Uh, that's a bizarre outfit even for him. Hangs out with all kinds of people. Kareen, does not matter. Actually, I think Kareen Jean-Pierre still has hangups about her own sexuality. I don't. Trump doesn't, but maybe she does.
3: My coming out story, when I was 16 years old, I realized that I was different, and I kind, I kind of knew, Yeah, really. There was a knowingness. There's a knowingness that you are different than so you're trying to figure out. And at 16, I came out to my mom. She did not take it very well. I said to her that I was a lesbian, that I was gay. And for her, it was just like you could see her head spinning. I think you described it in your book as repulsive. Repulsive. She was repulsed. And um, it was very sad.
0: So that's between her and her mother, not between her and Trump. Don't bring him into this. Isn't it amazing? Trump is everything she says he's not. He is tolerant, open-minded, unlike the mother, who I understand she came around later. And I want everybody to be happy. But you see how backwards this is? And that brings me to Mayor Pete, or Secretary Pete. He has a big job now. Pete Buttigieg is Secretary of Transportation. And our transportation system is all messed up. Everybody knows it. You've been to the airport in the last couple of months. But who's to blame, according to Pete? Not Pete! Every time extremist
4: Republicans in Congress bring us to the brink of a government shutdown, it threatens to stop the momentum that we have built around training uh, and around protecting customer rights. I have to say, it is uh, striking when you see some of the same elected officials who seem ready to make it a partisan issue, even if their flight is delayed in bad weather, uh, turn around and be prepared to go to the floor of the House and cut funding for
0: air traffic control. He's talking about he's complaining about partisanship. He just called them extremist Republicans because, oh, training and customer rights training will be interrupted by. um, This is a guy who doesn't understand anything about power, all about politics. Now, how did he get such a big job? It's in the cabinet. It is a big job, kind of like Kareem Jean-Pierre. It was all about his orientation.
1: Pete Buttigieg is the first major gay
0: candidate ever.
3: Buttigieg, who is openly gay.
0: He's a Christian, a veteran. Uh, He's from the Midwest, uh, and he's openly gay. He is the first uh, 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 gay candidate who is out uh, and proud uh, running in this election for president. Uh, That's the first time that's ever happened. Wow, that guy's really into the gayness of Pete. Uh, He was running for president. He was gay, and... uh, I didn't think that was interesting. You didn't think that was interesting. But a lot of political reporters thought it was fascinating, and they couldn't stop writing about it. Story after story after story. Nothing about his administrative ability, because he has none, but all this crap about his journey of sexuality. My journey of sexuality is not of interest. Nobody's is, okay? It's not a qualification for such a big job. But Pete knew it set him apart, and he, he wouldn't stop talking about it.
4: Look, being gay is part of who I am, and it's part of my story, and it has shaped me in some important ways. I'm comfortable dealing with bullies. I'm gay, and I grew up in Indiana, so I'm not that worried about that. I am proud of who I am. I'm certainly very proud of my my marriage and of my husband. We don't shy away from that. It took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone to go
0: out there and tell the world. All right, so uh, it was a gimmick, and he used it. And now he's a secretary of transportation. And uh, again, he has no qualifications. His last job was mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Uh, No offense, but that's a pretty podunk town, all right? It's just, it's a tiny town. He had, what is it called again? Oh yeah, white privilege, thinking that that guy could go from that town, mayor, to president of the United States. It's insulting. And now he's got real power. And we've got real problems. Isn't it cute? Isn't it fashionable? No, it's not. It's stupid. And he's lazy. Anyway, I don't want to live in a country like this where we're judged on what's going on below the belt, right? We're so much better than this. I'll be right back. All right, did you see this today? We thought it was a terrorist attack up by uh, Niagara Falls. A car just exploded, and people were really worried, but uh, apparently not terrorism, just a guy on his way to a KISS concert in America. Um, But we're all a little bit on edge. Number one, the northern border. Well, we're hearing more and more that it's porous and uh, terrorists could be pouring into America and all kinds of bad things happening up there. We know about the southern border, right? That's wide open. And yeah, people on the terror watch watch list are coming in. Uh, People, we don't know who they are. It's, It's... untenable, and something bad is inevitably going to happen. Now, it did not happen today, though, we think.
5: I want
3: to be very, very clear to Americans and New Yorkers. At this time, there is no indication of a terrorist attack. Let me repeat that. At this time, there is no indication of a terrorist-involved attack here at the... Rainbow Bridge in
0: Western New York. She's been uh, on the forefront of fighting white supremacy. When it comes to real terrorism threats, um, she's lost, and so was the FBI, and so is so much of America because we've been chasing phantoms for such a long time. If that car was uh, driven by a terrorist, yeah, it'd be a real problem. Doesn't look like that was the case. New York City Police Department, they can handle anything. Unfortunately, the New York City Police Department right now is leaderless, essentially. You wanna see who's calling the shots when it comes to terrorism? Uh, this woman.
3: We will not compromise on public safety. Absolutely not, not in this environment, um, not when there's so much going on. So we wanna reassure everyone um, that we are there to protect your safety day in, day out.
0: Okay, she could definitely handle a group of kids going to the zoo. But I don't think she can secure a city. Nope, nope, nope. And it's not a male, female thing. It's a leadership thing. Some people have it. She doesn't. And we're in trouble. I'll be right back. East Palestine, Ohio. That big train uh, collision, derailment rather, and that horrible explosion and all those chemicals, an environmental disaster that so many people have forgotten about. I mean, they're still suffering there. There was some interest for a while, uh, then it kind of faded away. You know who hasn't forgotten? President Trump. Of course, he went there as a private citizen to see it firsthand. And as somebody who probably will be the next president of the United States, a very good move. Joe Biden has promised to go back. He has said numerous times he's thinking about it. He intends to go back, but uh, nine months later, he hasn't been back. We're uh, really pleased to be joined once again by Rick Chai and his wife, Tammy Chai. Uh, they're East Palestine, Ohio residents, and we've been in touch for a long time now. They have not left. They're right in the middle of it all, and they've been dealing with all kinds of issues, health problems and uh, the environmental stuff. But uh, we check in from time to time. How are you guys? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, how are you doing? Happy
5: Thanksgiving, Greg. Happy Thanksgiving, Greg. Greg. Thanks for having doing me. Well. Doing, doing
0: well. Doing well. All right. Uh, challenges? Has it gotten better? Is it, uh, you know, overall, how are you faring? Well,
4: well, your uh, your icon, whatever you call that thing across the bottom says nine months. We're actually just a few days short of 10 months, which is almost a year. As of Sunday, our creeks are highly contaminated still. Uh, The EPA recently declared victory in a press conference. They're telling us that the chemicals were probably already there or what we're seeing is some biological, natural uh, aberration. Um, We have prospectors that were prospecting for gold just a few months before, in October, before the derailment. And they sent me hours of video showing that our creeks were uh, crystal clear. They're dredging. They're digging up the banks. Their children are playing in there. um, And they're willing to testify that they saw no evidence of those chemicals in our creek prior to the derailment. I was one of the only fools to walk the entire length. Of the, there's the tunnel that I was in uh, with my friend, Jake Koza. We went under the tunnels, uh, which our city, our town is built on. And there are chemicals everywhere in that water. They're telling us, it's, us, they're telling us it's safe, but now they are sending a Boston Dynamics $75,000 robot dog to go into those tunnels when they're telling us it's safe. And so uh, that about sums it up, Greg.
2: Right? Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, well, Tammy, forgive me, but what are you still doing there? I mean, it, it seems horrible, the conditions and not getting better, or well, they're kind of giving you the runaround. You must yeah. have considered leaving.
5: Well, we are, and we're working on that, but it's a slow process when you don't expect to pick up after 27 years and you love your home. Um, we're
4: We're actually in slated uh, with the construction to, uh, start construction in the spring. In yeah, we have
5: some property that so. we've had for a while, but, um, I did want to say that, uh, you know, from, um, having us on the show that we did a fundraising event where we were able to give out $10,000 to one of the residents that, um, whose cancer came back shortly after the derailment and the bombing of the town. And since then we've raised some money, but not, uh, not quite enough to give out another ten thousand, but we've raised a, a substantial amount. And since the derailment, a lot of the businesses in town have suffered, and among other things, um, and our family dollar, which has been there for decades, nearly thirty years, I believe, is closing down. And uh, yes, just yesterday, I was able to take some of the funds and give the employees that are going to be losing their jobs in a few weeks, um, some of the money. And what we've decided to do is disperse the rest of the money that we have were able to um, raise from the most generous people in this country and just give small amounts to the residents in need in this town. But I did want to mention that we are still in need of water. People are asking for water, so if... Anybody out there wants to still help, and I know it's a difficult time, it's a holiday, but you can contact me at EastPalestineTammy at gmail.com, and we're still taking water donations, and we really appreciate it.
0: EastPalestineTammy at gmail.com. EastPalestineTammy at gmail.com. Forgive me for legal reasons. We can't put the thing up. We can't put it up. So EastPalestineTammy at gmail.com. And there is a gofundme east palestine off the rails east palestine off the rails one more time east palestine
4: the
5: gofundme is over but the give send go is still up and it's the uh-huh. same off the rails
0: all yeah, right that, it's the same right uh, yeah.
5: yes. yes yes
0: very good very good uh boy it's kind of classic right there was all kinds of interest the national media everybody federal yeah. government made all kinds of promises, uh, the railroad and, uh, <laughs> 10 so months not later, got, hmm? not a bottle of
4: water, not, not, bottle, yeah. not one bottle of water from the federal government, no, no assistance, no. nothing, nobody, nothing.
5: It's, it's, it's heartbreaking to, to witness this, but it's, it happens.
0: What about the mm-hmm. state, by the way, state government, Ohio? Uh, well, who was that guy? DeWine. How has he been in all this?
4: Uh, 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 little action uh unfortunately, we're just disappointed. Senator Vance has tried pretty hard. Yeah. Um, so.
5: That's about it. We. It's just not- I don't think they that the governor really knows the extent of what the suffering that people have gone through and are still going through. I talked to a woman today who actually donated a Thanksgiving meal to one of the residents. And she went to Florida for a few weeks and her symptoms went away. She had rashes and her husband had horrible symptoms. She came back and she showed me she has the rash on her neck again.
4: Yeah, some of those chemicals were just filmed on Sunday as well. Yeah. So they're still um,
5: Still there. I'm
0: sorry, but I'll tell you what, you guys are looking better. You're looking better because we check in from time to time. You're looking better, you're looking healthier. Rick and Tammy Chai, happy Thanksgiving. Please folks, stay in touch, just say hello eastpalestinetammy at gmail.com eastpalestinetammy at gmail.com thank you both to be continued for sure thank and you happy well,
5: Thanksgiving and merry happy christmas
0: thank you very much we'll be right back have a great thanksgiving thank you very much so grateful for your participation I'll see you soon